0: aol bbc world news huffington post and the new york times cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics and now here's michael cargill
2: good day austin texas the live music capital of the world i mean the homeless capital of of the central part of the united states uh this is coming talking all right so today i want to talk about the world's dumbest criminals That's right. So we have some really dumb criminals out there Uh, over in New York. No, is this New York? Yeah, it's New York. It's Brooklyn. That's right. This guy, he's a postal worker, a United States postal worker. Apparently he was rolling down the road driving and this guy pulled a gun (laughs) on a vehicle with with the occupants were undercover police officers you got to be the dumbest criminal to do something like that. So this raging driver pulled a gun on a car full of undercover cops. And so this happened in Brooklyn. And he was a postal worker. And guess what? He was even in uniform when he did it. In uniform. <laughs> unreal. Totally unreal. So Glenn Grays allegedly pointed the 45 caliber gun out of his window after cutting off the car carrying an undercover detective's from a Brooklyn North Gang unit on the westbound Belt Parkway on Saturday in Sheepshed Bay, according to the source. Now, Gray's, a 31-year-old United States Postal Service employee, was arrested and charged with possession of a firearm and menacing the source, said, (laughs) menacing. Uh, So he was ordered held in lieu of $25,000 bail following an arraignment in Brooklyn Criminal Court on Sunday evening. Uh, you got to be the dumbest person to do something like that. What is up with people? You know, and I I actually had to have this conversation with one of my classes recently, my life to carry handgun courses. You know, I said, you know, there comes a time when you're in a situation where there's road rage, whatever it is, you cannot control what other people are doing. You can only control what you're doing. So to do that, what you do is focus on your vehicle. And if someone's doing something that you don't like, then what you should do is back off, give them their space, and let them go on down the road and just let it go. You gotta be the better person and just let things go because something has happened with this person. For some reason, you come in contact with them, and maybe earlier that day they got into a fight with their spouse. Maybe something's happening at work, you know, things are not going right. And so, you know, there there are other things that are happening that have nothing to do with you. But some reason, some way, you guys are coming in contact with each other and you gotta just, you know what, slow it down, back off, and let them go. And just let it go. It's not that serious. Because if you don't do that, then that situation can turn into something that will change your life forever. Like I tell my classes, that would be 30 seconds, 40 seconds that will change your life forever. So just let it go. It's not that serious. And it's hard. I know it's hard. You know, because there's something on your shoulder. You know, you and you feel it, and you're just like, man, I just want to get this person back because they just pissed me off, made me mad, and I just want to get him back. You know what? It's not that serious. Just let it go. What do you think?
3: <laughs> well, I think it would be even more dumb to pull your gun out and point it at a uniformed officer. <laughs> but these were undercover cops, so he didn't know he didn't that know they
2: were police. He didn't know. But so, he, I mean, uh, but he learned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I would say, you're gonna learn today. A whole car full of them. Whole car full of undercover officers. I tell you, I, I feel sorry for him. Yeah, that's just bad a bad look. Just a look on his face, you know, he's just like, he realized, man, I really messed up. Yeah. And in and, and, and his work uniform, on top of that. Yeah,
3: I saw the pictures of him in court and he has his United States Postal
2: Service hoodie on. Ah, oh, it, it's, it's really sad. And also, you know, it, it, another sad situation is going to be in Chicago. Uh, you had a seven year old young girl. Uh, get shot while she was trick-or-treating during Halloween in Chicago.
3: That's so sad.
2: Man, that, it, it's a sad story. You know, you're out trick-or-treating. You're having a good time. You're dressed up in your costume. Been looking forward to it. A lot of kids look forward to trick-or-treating. And you know, I don't know what it is about these idiots in Chicago that they can't just shoot themselves, you know, shoot each other. Do me a favor. Go to the gun range and practice so you can shoot each other and stop bringing in innocent people and shooting the wrong people. You know, because the one guy they were after, they shot him in the hand and then accidentally shot this seven-year-old child. You know, and, and take a look at this video um, from Chicago.
4: Trick-or-treating on the 3700 block here on West 26th Street. Uh, approximately about 5.30 p.m. When a, group of, uh, a group, when a group of offenders were chasing another male, uh, began firing, shooting at him, and uh, shot her in the neck and in the, uh, and in the, in the chest area. Um, the male they were chasing happened to get struck in the hand. He's over at Mount Sinai in uh, stable condition, but the child is over at Stroger. She's in critical condition. Um, anybody that's got any information about this detectives are canvassing the area obviously but anybody's got any information uh we're asking for any any help from the community um call area central detectives um text the tip uh you can remain anonymous cpd uh, Uh, tip.com listen this is unacceptable it's a seven-year-old girl that's trick-or-treating um with her family out here and uh happens to get shot because uh a group of guys wanna wanna shoot in another male while while there's a street full of kids trick-or-treating. Sorry, I mean, you and
2: and you know, it, know but... what? And I guarantee you, the guy that was shot in hand, I bet you he knows who was shooting at him. I'm willing to bet that. You know, and you know what? Inside the studio, I have my girlfriend. That's right. I brought my girlfriend in to meet everyone. Uh, and so everyone, meet Christine.
0: I am not your girlfriend.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I thought y'all were together. You
0: know? <laughs> like, I've known Michael for about... Forever. Yes, about 30 years. Yeah,
2: we served in the military together. Ah, so it's Christine. She knows all the secrets. <laughs> oh, don't tell anyone anything, though. Please don't. Let's just
3: hear one good one. <laughs> no, nothing.
2: <laughs> so, Christine, as a mother, you know, what do you think about something like this? You know, because you, you dress your kids up, you know, to go trick-or-treating, you know, and this is just this is just crazy.
0: Well, I'm kind of on the other end of the spectrum because my two boys, 16 and 18, went trick-or-treating, and I followed along the whole entire time. Did you? I did. And so it's really unfortunate something like this happens when we have other things to worry about already.
2: Yeah. It's, it's yeah, definitely a sad situation. All right. So we, we're going to talk about today some of the world's dumbest criminals. Um, just like uh, this postal worker, you know, pulled the gun on, on a vehicle full of undercover officers, Uh, These idiots out of Chicago that just can't shoot themselves. They have to actually shoot innocent people. Uh, I I really wish they took a class and learned how to shoot so they can at least kill each other. You know, kill each other off. You know, don't shoot innocent kids, anything like that. These kids are out trick-or-treating. They're trying to have a great time. Um, And it's just, man, my my heart goes out to that family. All right, so we're going to talk about that more when we come back from the break. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It.
4: This is Maj Tourette. You're listening to Common Talk at Radio with Michael Cargill.
0: Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
0: Back to come and talk it. And now, here's Michael Cargill.
2: That's right. We're back and we're talking about the world's dumbest criminals. I tell you, I hope you guys enjoyed the Formula One race. It was exciting. Man, I just love it. Uh, and the best part of the, the F1 race is leaving the race and just, you know, rushing through traffic trying to get here to the station. That's the best part, you know, racing on I 35. Yeah, I didn't hit any traffic at all. Oh, Mopac? No. A12? No traffic. I like yeah, one eighty three. None, man. I tell you, people are so excited when they leave that race. They're like, they just, they have this, you know, Ford, and they just want to, you know, see what it can do. Yeah, they want to go fast. Want to go. If real you're not fast. first, you're last. That's right. Let me tell you, it's <laughs> exciting. All right, so <laughs> the world's dumbest criminals. Um, the video you just watched uh, during the break was a video of this guy in California who. Apparently was uh, under the influence of something, and police officers came across this guy because the way he was parked on the side of the road, and he apparently had a gun in the vehicle. And they told him, you know, don't touch the gun, don't reach for it. Looks like he looked like he reached for it, and they fired several shots. Let me tell you, it was like 15 shots at this guy, and guess how many bullets hit? Maybe one. One bullet hit out of 15 one. shots. 15. And, I, and people always ask me, you know, when you do your LTC classes, Michael, how many people, you know, fail the shooting portion? You know what? Honestly, every weekend someone – every week someone fails the shooting portion. You know that? Oh, really? Yeah. I got week.
3: 249 out of 250.
2: Every week someone fails the shooting portion. Is that crazy? And we shoot from three yards, seven yards, and 15 yards. And do you know at the three-yard line, I can tell when – I can tell who's going to fail. And, three. and I, you know, we get there, we try to help them assist them as much as we can, even though we're not supposed to because it's, that class is designed to teach you how to evaluate your proficiency. It's not designed to teach you how to shoot. You're so supposed you, to already have skills coming in. Right? That is correct. You should already know how to shoot before you come to class. And you'd be surprised how many people were all, almost missed the target at three yards. Three yards. Whoa. Three yards. <laughs> And and that goes to that video there. You know, you t- you're talking 15 rounds and only one shot hit this guy, and they were three yards away. That's why. Yeah, and it it happens. All right, so man, and I I, I just can't get over that little that seven year old girl in Chicago. That's that's really crazy. But you know what? You know, people say we need to model ourselves off of uh, you know other countries. You know, we need to think about. Um, like, you know, other developed countries, you know, who, you know, don't use guns the way we do. They don't have, you know, the crime with firearms like we do. Well, you know what? So I took a look at some other countries, and I took a look at Russia. And over in Russia, you know what they do with their 8-year-olds? They allow them to fight in the MMA, you know? Oh, man, at 8 years old! Because you imagine, you know, you want to maul yourself off another country, then let's let your eight-year-old fight in MMA. Yeah, let's do that. Those kids are gonna be tough. Yeah, they're gonna be. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So when you, when you think about, you know, other countries, and you're saying, hey, you know what, we should think about, um, you know, uh, you know, reducing our, our 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 crimes with firearms and stuff like that. Would well, you know, you don't have that kind of heart. You don't have that heart to let your eight-year-old fight in MMA, like these guys right here. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. You know, eight years old, and they're taking it down. You know, just taking it. To the cage. Some
3: schoolyard beef. That's just, right. Yeah.
2: And, and honestly, I think if you do do that, you, you allow them to do that. That takes some of that frustration out. You know, and they go to school, they'll be fine. It, it, it takes out, you know, worrying about who's going to get second place, third place, and all like that kind of stuff, right?
3: Yeah, and then maybe they won't uh, go to school. Acting all crazy, because they'll get it
2: out <laughs> in the octagon. <laughs> in the octagon, baby. That's right. Yeah, let's let your eight-year-old... Let's let's start doing what some of these other countries do. That's what we do. If you you don't like what's happening in the U.S., and let's do what... Let's follow the other countries. Let's let our eight-year-olds fight in the octagon. That's right.
3: To an extent, we, we could use something like yeah. that, honestly. You yeah, know, that's what kids, you want. <laughs> our kids can actually get in a fight. That's instead right. Instead of you know, and anything happens. Oh, are you okay? Did you did you say something mean to I'll him? I'll pay to go watch
2: some eight year olds beat each other up. <laughs> 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 not that's right. Yeah, that's what you want to do. Well, I just
3: mean, they shouldn't be. I know they're kids, but they, they're not babies. They shouldn't be babied yeah. quite you're, so much.
2: You're upset. You're dis- you, you dislike, you know, how, you know, the different things that happen in the U.S. You know, that's so, hey, let's travel around the world and let's, you know, check out some of those other countries.
3: Should they be allowed to uh, fight in the octagon here? Do you think? Yeah, Kids?
2: absolutely.
3: What about five year olds?
2: Hey, whatever age, I'm all three year olds. I'm all for it. That's right.
3: <laughs> you know, two year olds are the most violent creatures that we know of. Are they? The uh, two year old will just go and you know punch another kid in the face or kick somebody. Uh, who else does that? You know, yeah,
2: that's true. Yeah,
3: they're savages. <sighs>
2: and, and you know, this morning I had the opportunity uh, to go on Fox and Friends. I had old Dark 30 this morning and and we talked about the city of Austin and the Austin homeless problem and the fact that the governor starting tomorrow November the 1st is going to you know bring the hand of the state of Texas down on the city of Austin Today's the 3rd Okay, so on November the fourth, mm-hmm. <laughs> so on November the fourth, correction, governor, <laughs> correction, uh, we have a dump button. We'll dump that the one time. We'll <laughs> issue a
3: correction here.
2: So on November the fourth, the governor's going to come in and and you know the hands of the state of Texas is going to come down and rein in the city of Austin, uh, because the city of Austin, I think our mayor, our city council, they really are just incompetent. Uh, they're just incapable of running this city and because the, you know what they what they've done is they've they focus so much on the the illegal immigration in you know like el paso and other cities you know uh in texas they focus on that so much they're so busy trying to protect illegal immigrants and protect you know and provide legal services for illegal immigrants that they they have not focused on our homeless situation and it's gotten out of control here you know and we don't. We don't have. I don't think we have illegal immigration here in Austin. So I don't know why our mayor is traveling to El Paso to protest our federal government on how you know they're treating or what's being happening uh, with immigration in El Paso. And when we have a, such a terrible problem with our American citizens here in Austin, you know, you you're you're our elected official. Uh, you shouldn't be focusing on those issues. Focus on American citizens that are here right now that are having problems. Let's solve those problems first. Yeah, they're supposed to be
3: local officials, right?
2: Yeah, local, exactly. And, and, and I just, man, it's, just, it's crazy to me. I just don't understand that. And, you know, and I'm actually going to have an opportunity to go on the air again with them tomorrow morning to talk about this subject some more because we need to hammer this home and we need to let the entire – country know what's happening here in Austin because it used to be called the Austin, you know, the live music capital of the world. And unfortunately, I'm going to just we just need to rename it to the really Austin is the capital of the. Homeless for The, central the part homeless of the United- capital of the central, central part of the United, United States. States. <laughs> That's exactly what she said. I, I was like, man, that was good. I, I got the air. I, I tapped myself on the back for that one.
3: There so we got to change the little intro instead of the live music capital of the world.
2: <laughs> Just a, the
3: homeless capital of the
2: central part of the United States.
3: Good day, Austin, Texas. The homeless capital of the central, central- part of the United States.
2: <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> So you know, hopefully, with I guess the governor coming in and bringing in some of the state agencies, I think you know maybe that'll help a little bit because I think they're going to bring in like DPS, some other agencies, and they're going to move people from the intersections, get them out of the uh, from the overpasses along Ben White, one eighty three, I thirty five, and we actually had someone die the last few days here in Austin
3: under underpass, wasn't it? Yeah, over by thirty five. Yeah.
2: Die. and so, and, and our, you know, and our, our our mayor, you know, he lives in the in a high rise on the, in the W Hotel on the top floor. Uh, you know, this guy's place he takes up like two spaces. It's huge, and and we have people that are living on the streets. Uh, it's so not caring, so just a lack of care.
3: Well, it's a disconnect,
2: you know. Total disconnect you 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 know you're looking out you're looking over people you're looking through people and you really you really he really doesn't care because mm. if he cared he I think he would have done something about it because this happened this actually built up on his watch you know cuz he's been in office this is his second term this was not like this 6 years ago so he actually created this mess on his watch this grew that's why people should name this Adlerville, because that's exactly what it is. That's what a lot of people are called. Adlerville? That's what yeah, they call Adlerville. it? Yeah. It is. It, it is. It really is. And, and, and we actually have someone that actually sends us uh, – we receive letters through snail mail. And I really appreciate you know, the clippings, the newspaper clippings that we receive doing snail mail uh, from our admirers out there. And, and and let you just to let you know, I don't think I've ever mentioned this before, we actually do read them. We do. I do read them. And we're going to read some of those uh, today, as a matter of fact, some of the clippings we received from our admirers out there around Austin and Texas, because uh, they actually mailed those to me, to my office. And I really appreciate that. It keep us up to date on what's happening, some stories that we've missed. And so we're going to take a look at one of those when we come back from the break. And we're going to talk about that and also want to talk about some disrespect you know, that some people have uh, for our judges as well, or just for other people, law enforcement, things like that. So this is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It.
5: Hey, this is A.W.R. Hawkins with Bright Park News, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill.
0: Welcome back to Come and Talk It, and now here's Michael Cargill.
2: All right, so we're back, and we're talking about some of the world's dumbest criminals. But before we go back to them, I do want to finish off talking about the Austin homeless crisis that we're facing and the criminal comfort zones that the city council uh, has actually provided for our criminals. You know these little comfort zones where they can hide, you know, stolen goods. And and I don't know if people know this or not, but you do know that property crime is actually higher in Austin than it is in any other city in Texas. And it actually is higher; it is the highest property crime, and it's higher than the national average. Did you know that it's higher than the national average?
3: So this is a dangerous city
2: when it comes to. Property crimes,
3: dangerous for your property.
2: That is correct. Your car broken into, your house broken into. Yes, uh, violent crime, no, but but property crime, yes.
3: I'd imagine a lot of stolen bikes, especially if you see that homeless encampment that's right off of South Congress, over by uh, the school.
2: And and down and, south. and the bike mafia that's in Austin. <laughs> you know they have some very expensive bicycles. What's the bike mafia? Oh, man, are you kidding me? Those guys that uh, go around pushing for these bike lanes. They, I call them the bike mafia.
3: Oh, <laughs> you mean cyclists. Yeah, the cyclists,
2: <laughs> the bike mafia, because they're serious about their bike lanes, let me tell you. Don't say anything bad about those bike lanes or getting rid of bicycle lanes. They they will send you some serious threats. I like bicycle lanes. I know you do, oh. <laughs> but I'm just, yeah, the bike mafia is what they are.
3: Am I part of the bike mafia?
2: What's the, what's the best part? Am I a part of it? I didn't. No, that the think best part of it, me? No, you're not. You're, I don't think you're part of the bike mafia. No, I like bike lanes, and I want more. <laughs> okay, then, yes, you're the bike mafia. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, man, let me tell you about some of the uh, disrespect that is, uh, that's going around the country. Uh, we've got to do a better job of raising our kids and be better parents, because when your kids leave the, leave the home, you know, they're representing your family, they're representing your name, and they're standing before a judge or a law enforcement officer, you know, and they can't, you know, conduct themselves in a respectful manner, you know, then that looks bad on the family. Now, this young lady uh, is standing before a judge, and all he's asking, he's saying, hey, you know, he's, he's telling her, you know, here are your charges or whatever, here's what's gonna happen, and all you need to do is say yes or no. And she can't even give the judge a yes or no answer. You know, and this is the video that you were watching uh, during the break there uh, while we were doing a commercial break. And, you know, she just couldn't say yes or no. She's like, yeah, uh huh. And it's just so disrespectful. And we really got, we've got to stop that. We got to teach our kids a little better than that. Uh, When you leave, if you want to do that at home, that's fine. But when you leave the house, have a little respect, you know, for other people. Uh, Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. And that makes the world a better place. Because, like I said before, you come in contact with somebody, your negative energy that you're projecting onto someone else you're going to put them in a bad mood because you're in a bad mood, and it just makes you know makes it worse when they go and, and interact with someone else. so it's best just you know the smiles you know yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no ma'am, and this makes it all the better place, and we can reduce a lot of our problems. We can stop road rage, you know you know silly little arguments you know and Fast food joints and stuff like that. All these little silly videos that I've been seeing, where people are just so rude and disrespectful to each other. You know, be a little nicer. Stop, laying on the horn and honking your horn in traffic. Be a little patient. You know, I run late all the time. And I'm just like, hey, I just, I just late. Sit back and just, you know, realize the fact that I'm just gonna be late, because I'm always late, right, Zach? Yeah, usually. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so that woman you're talking about that uh, was at her bond hearing, right? Where yeah. the the judge asked her something like, Would you like a court appointed attorney? And she responds with yeah. <laughs> and he says, What? You say yes or no? She said, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what? You, that's not a yes or no. Your bond just went from a thousand dollars to two thousand dollars. <laughs> it's like, wow.
2: Yeah. yeah. you gotta respect you gotta respect the courtroom, gotta respect the judge. If you don't, you know, you're you're in their world. Just like well, you, what if you, she
3: said yes or Yes, sir.
2: <laughs> yes, a master. Yes, sir.
3: So is he just on a power trip where he wants to be called sir he, by everyone, or is the problem with this woman that said yeah instead of there's yes? There's a there's
2: a certain amount of uh, respect and decorum that is you know is, that you conduct yourself in when you're inside of a courtroom.
3: Should someone be thrown in jail for not having that decorum?
2: Just because you can't conduct yourself you know out in the civil in the civilized world the right way, you should be able to do that when you walk into the courtroom, and that judge is letting you know that this is how you should conduct yourself even out in the world. you know, yes, no, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am. no, ma'am. It makes it a better world
3: so not showing the judge the utmost respect lands this' woman that's not even twice the high of a that's veil. not
2: even the utmost respect. that's
3: just you know. Just well, the, calling the, someone the sir, very, responding with yes, sir, I yes. would say that even, is
2: well he didn't even say sir. Very he, respectful. He wasn't requiring sir, he just required yes or no. What's wrong with yeah? Yeah. No, you're not in the streets. Sorry. Gotta have you gotta have some time. I of understand coin.
3: that he is a judge, you know, and mm-hmm. that's a position of respect. And this woman, you know, not saying yes. It just seems a bit excessive. You think so? Yeah.
2: If they can't conduct themselves in a situation like that, in that type of setting, they're not going to be able to conduct themselves in any other setting at all. It gets worse from there.
3: Yeah, I'm not saying that, you know, this woman is a great person. But the fact that she if- gets her bail doubled because she says, yeah, instead of yes, that's mm-hmm. what, uh, you know, that's a little bit, that's a little bit the- much.
2: It may be, but you got to realize that you know what I'm in this person's world. They're in control. I'm not in control. And so you know what I'm just gonna have to eat crow and say yes, no, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. What if she said it like that? Yes, with that look, <laughs> Man, uh, with that, then, uh, then you'll get what you get. Yes, I, I, you see it all the time in like courtrooms. Like with
3: that. With those. Eyes, you know, just that look like, mm, you got it through you.
2: It's just like being, you know, let's say you're in the Navy, you're in the military. Uh, being a, on a Navy ship, you know, that, that commander has the ability to put you on bread and water. Did you know that? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> they take your food
3: away from you and just give you bread and they, water, literally? Yeah,
2: they can literally put you on bread and water.
3: And they can make you scrub toilets with a toothbrush and stuff and like that. And put you right? on bread and water. Is, is that your biggest fear?
2: Yeah, that's why I didn't no, go to the no, Navy. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I didn't go into the Navy. It's like, oh, man, I'm a rotten child. I don't want to be put on bread and water. You kidding me? I need my food. You need those MREs, right? That's right. That's right. All right, so we have a story that was uh, mailed in to us from one of our admirers out there, uh, one of the followers.
3: Yeah, an actual clipping from a paper yeah, from the, the Daily Texan. This... Which
2: is UT newspaper. Uh-huh. And so what is it about?
3: Uh, this particular clipping, it uh, doesn't have the date on it, so I don't know exactly when it was published, but there are two stories. One of them is titled, Criminalizing Homelessness Denies People Their Humanity.
2: Oh, so does it?
3: According to this article.
2: Okay, what, what is the article talking about?
3: Uh, it's talking about the camping ban and that it's wrong. To have a camping ban because quote living human beings need sleep by nature to outlaw sleeping outdoors when sleeping indoors is not possible is to outlaw living
2: I, and I, honestly i think we need some tough love in this city and this in this county uh tough love because you know there's set of rules that everyone else has to follow you know if i go into my backyard and i build something in my backyard you know i'm probably going to have code enforcement is going to you know, come pay me a visit, you know, or the Homeowner Association or something like that, you know, but we allow, you know, our homeless to build structures in our intersections.
3: But there are two, there are two uh, kind of trains of thought that you can go by. You can either say, don't let the homeless do that. Don't let them build because I couldn't do it. Or you can say, Hey, you know what? I should be able to build whatever I want.
2: And I should be able to build whatever I want.
3: Right. So, but we can't, they also, well, unfortunately I can't. So shouldn't we, instead of trying to get them to hold the homeless to the same standard, shouldn't they instead, shouldn't we be allowed to do that? And then they should be allowed to do that as well.
2: I think that we should have some, we should have some standards and we should have some tough love and, and say, hey, we're going to hold you to a certain standard because this is not only for your good, it's for the good of everyone, it's for the good of our water. You know, uh, you know, I don't want you to bathe or do whatever in, you know, in our aquifers and things of that nature. Um, And I just find it disappointing that, you know, if I go out and walk my dog, my neighbors were yelling, scream at me if I don't pick up the poop.
3: Yeah. Speaking of the water, they were discussing letting water flow into Barton Springs and the water upstream from Barton Springs. That's where a lot of the homeless bathe and, you know, wash their clothes. And they're talking about letting that water into Barton Springs mm. Ah, it's gonna be ugh. messy
2: yeah it's gonna be very messy dirty and and so and you know I, I think those are some of the things that you know I, I dislike about it you know so and what else is the, the article talking about
3: uh, there were two stories that was the first one and the second one is titled ending homelessness requires the whole community's effort so it's you and I's responsibility
2: Yeah, and that's why we're putting pressure on our city government to actually have some type of rules and, you know, that people can go by. You just can't do this. You can't do that because we what we've seen is if you give people the enough rope, then they're definitely going to hang themselves, so to speak. So you know, you take those rules away, and this is what we have. You know, we have this complete lawlessness. We have people that are roaming around the city and committing committing crimes, uh, shooting up, uh, doing K two and overdosing, and and they're not doing anything about it. I don't know what, what makes this city council, this city leadership, think that it's okay for someone to sit outside of the homeless shelter, the arch, and just smoke and get high all day and not do anything about it out on the sidewalk. What world makes you think that that looks good and that's okay? you know. And by you doing this, you're having cities like New York City. There's an article that I read uh, last week where New York City, uh, they're actually paying and sending people out to other cities around the nation and paying for them to – for their living for up to one year. Yeah, not just a one-way bus ticket. Right. They're paying their transportation and to live uh, one year and never come back to their city.
3: Yeah, and who's to say that I can't go there, get those benefits, leave, come back? Be a citizen again of that area, and then get those benefits again.
2: Again, right? Mm-hmm. And I wonder how many people they've sent to Austin, Texas, from New York City, especially right now in the winter time, as we get closer into the winter time, uh, to live here because it's a little warmer, and they're you know getting rid of them off their city, so they have to deal with it. You know, if these people were to expire, this is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It.
5: This is on Noir, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cardell.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.
0: Welcome back to Come and Talk It, and now here's Michael Cargill.
2: All right, so we're back, and we're talking about the homeless situation, the fact that I was on uh, Fox & Friends this morning at 0:30 oh dark 30 in the morning. I don't know if you had a chance to check out that video. Uh, we'll post it online a little later on tonight uh, so you can take a look at that interview. We're talking about the city of Austin and our homeless crisis that we're having here, uh, where the city of Austin and the mayor has actually created a uh, criminal comfort zone here in central Texas. And also the fact that the governor, Governor Greg Abbott, is coming to our aid uh, to bring the resources of the state agencies to actually help uh, solve some of the homeless issues that we're actually having. And did you see the <laughs> the Austin? I don't like, I don't even like to say the Chronicle. The I, I, only thing I use that for is like, you know, the clean up my dog's poop. But the Austin Chronicle, <laughs> I actually saw it, you know, because I was wrapping my dog poop in it. And I saw this, their Halloween little thing they were trying oh, to make, yeah. <laughs> make fun of the governor about. Uh, Greg Abbott as the Night King. Yeah. (laughs) All right, I'll tell you. uh, Something else. You know, our call-in number is uh, uh, 512-543-2284. That's 512-543-2284. Let's go to Michael. Michael, this is Michael.
5: Hello, Michael. Um, I love your show. Um, And I was on my way home from grocery shopping, and I turned on the radio and heard you guys – talking about bread and water and i had to laugh as i'm a <laughs> navy veteran
2: oh man well thank you for your service
5: <laughs> well you're welcome and uh um when i was in i was on an aircraft carrier and um we we did have bread and water if you were really in trouble and uh and back then now this was like 73 to the end of 76 when i was on active duty and uh they had changed it because I guess it was considered a little cruel and inhuman. Right. So I think, as I recall, you they could keep you on bread and water for two days, and then they had to give you a meal on the third day, mm. and then you could go back to bread and water. But you were on bread and water
2: in the brig. Wow. But they don't do that anymore, <laughs> though. It's not. It's not like that today, 2019. You think?
5: Who knows? Uh, right now, they're what they're doing they couldn't they couldn't put them on bread and water because that might interfere with their intersectional. Um, training um, instead of teaching them how to navigate and do their jobs. Okay, you know they don't want to—they don't want to offend anybody, so they've got to teach them how they're privileged or how they're not privileged, and and all that instead of teaching them how to be sailors.
2: <laughs> okay, I got you. I got you.
5: All and right. Thank Thanks you a lot.
2: Thank you, Michael. All right. So, and I want to check out uh, some other articles there that we have from our.
3: Yeah, there's quite a few
2: here. Yeah, we, <laughs> I, I'm actually surprised, uh, and I actually, I like I said, I do get a chance to read all these articles that we get uh, through snail mail, uh, from an anonymous source uh, of what's going on around the state and other places. I do want to talk about some more dumb news there, though. Some dumb criminals, the world's dumbest criminals, uh, out of um, California or in Orinda, California, you have four dead, others injured at a Halloween party in Orinda. An Airbnb horrified about. Uh, just a horrific tragedy there. Uh, you have four people that were killed and others were injured at an Airbnb Airbnb mansion, and it was a Halloween party. And uh, I guess the name of the city is Orinda, California. Um, and the shooting was reported about ten forty five p.m. Thursday, Halloween night, uh, on the one hundred block of Lucille Way uh, in California. There, and according to the sheriff's spokesman, that the street was it was a narrow street, winding, winding. It was really lined with multi-million dollar homes, a uh, little windy road there, and three people were pronounced dead at the scene, and the fourth died at a hospital. And Airbnb came out uh, this week, and they said, hey, uh, well, after that, they said they're going to start renting out Airbnbs for parties. And I'm like, whoa, slow down there. Don't punish all of us. Cause I like I like having parties at Airbnbs. Yeah, you had an Airbnb party and nobody got shot. No, no one was shot. <laughs> no one, you know, I don't. No one got in trouble at all. As a matter of fact, and uh, I think there was. A
3: little,
2: I mean, there's some basically things, there's yeah. some things that happened, and I, I wish Felicia was here today. But there's some things
0: that <laughs> things
2: that that happened, but you know, it was yeah, it was a great party.
0: Birthday uh, party? Is that what you're speaking of? Huh? Your birthday party? Yeah, my birthday party. You didn't go? You didn't go? You <laughs>
2: didn't... Oh, you missed that? Oh, yeah, you missed. It was something else. Let me tell you. I was there. You were there. Yeah, we had a hot tub and we had a lot of fun. And and and, and... so I like Airbnb parties. So definitely don't want to get rid of the Airbnb, par- Airbnb parties. Don't don't punish everyone because you have some idiots that are out there that can't control themselves, conduct themselves in a you know decent way. Yeah. And. Because you, know, you, you have to – when you're renting someone else's property, you have to have the respect and really and pretty much treat that like that's your property. Clean up after yourselves. Don't break anything, you know, and make sure your guests are treating that home as if it was, you know, their home as well. You know, if someone's not acting the right way, you need to ask them to leave. Um, I think even our, our my birthday party, I invited the sheriff's department, you know, to, to eat with us. You know, and they actually came out and, and broke bread with us at, at my birthday party. So I, it was it was a great party. So you just – You know, just got to have some. uh, Once again, this goes back to respect. You know, respect for yourself and other people's property, and and not destroying things. And and because you just ruin it for everyone. And I and I want I want Airbnb to really reconsider. You know, canceling you know Halloween parties for everybody, or I mean, I'm sorry, parties at Airbnb properties. So I hope they don't you know follow through with that. And what are some of the other clippings we got?
3: Well, there's one. uh, It's titled. The protests are gone. guns aren't
2: oh that's a that's a, another story about University of Texas where uh some someone's upset because we don't have protest over concealed carry on campus on the u t campus has died down Well, you know, and that's exactly what was gonna happen. um yes, campus carry has passed, you know back in two thousand sixteen uh nothing nothing happened, you know uh, no one you know. No one shot themselves, you know. Nothing bad happened or anything like that, and so they're kind of upset and they want the protest to continue for no reason whatsoever. Uh, they want to somehow highlight the fact that maybe two two people um, forgot their their gun in a restroom, and those people paid the price for that. And I guarantee they'll never do that again. And nothing's happened since then, you know. So. But they want to make a big stink out of it. Yeah, absolutely.
3: But this and is just one person's opinion, and it says that this person is a senior, okay? And it says what their major is. What's their can major? You, can you guess what uh, their major uh,
2: is? Let me guess. The the people that send me those nasty little postcards every year for Christmas, uh-huh. who tell me they hate my guts and the fact that I, you know, talk about the Second Amendment mm-hmm. and we push concealed carry on campus. Let me guess. the The chemical department, the lab.
3: No, no, no. no. Rothi is a black studies senior from Austin. Oh. Okay. All right. That's like a women's study to gender studies, right?
2: <laughs> I don't I don't know. <laughs> I'll leave that for you. I don't know. I just don't know. Same vein. Same vein? Uh-huh. All right. And then uh, apparently uh the President Trump is gonna back away from um, any pushing any gun control bills. He seems like he's gonna back away from that. Uh, fearing backlash from his base. So according to what I've read this week, uh, fearing a backlash from his base, President Trump appears to have dropped his plans for gun law reforms that uh, Connecticut Senator Chris Murphy and Richard Blumenthal were hoping to shape. Now, Murphy, in conjunction with Senator Patrick Toomey, a Republican from Pennsylvania, and Joe Manchin, a Democrat from West Virginia, was trying to sell the White House on legislation that would expand FBI background checks of potential gun buyers, a measure introduced more than six years ago in response to the mass shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary School in December 2012. Now, Murphy had been optimistic that the bill would be endorsed by Trump and finally win Senate approval. But on Friday, he said he doubted the background check legislation would move forward. And he has, and well, you know, it's it's not going to happen because this president knows that you know his base, you know, supports the Second Amendment and all our constitutional rights. And if you you know become that Republican president who actually come up with gun control laws, then you know that's going to be end of your your term as president. You're not going to win a second term if you do that. What do you think?
3: I don't think he's doing this out of the goodness of his heart.
2: You don't think so? Why? (laughs) <laughs> All right, and then let's and let's go to Oklahoma City. All right, so over in Oklahoma City, uh, it start it was November the first, and that's what I was thinking of. On Friday in Oklahoma City, they actually passed constitutional carry, uh, what some people are calling permitless carry. So, o- I'm sorry, Oklahoma, not Oklahoma City. Oklahoma, the state of Oklahoma, passed permitless carry or constitutional carry. So now in Oklahoma. You can actually openly carry or can still carry your handgun, and you don't need a license. What do you think about that? But Zach, who's from Oklahoma.
3: Yeah, I'm from Oklahoma. <laughs> so, yeah, you can permitless carry in Oklahoma. You can permitless carry in Louisiana. Is that right? Yeah. You can permitless carry in uh, New Mexico. Oh, wow. lot of bordering right. states. Is that, what you, is that where you're going? Uh, we're surrounded by permitless... Carrying
2: states. It's only a matter of time before it comes down to the state of Texas. Why is
3: Texas not the first permitless carry state?
2: Well, we will find out, and we'll talk about that. I'll see you guys tomorrow morning on Fox News. I'll be there bright and early at 5 a.m. on Fox News talking about the city of Austin and the lawlessness and the criminal comfort zones that the uh, city and the mayor have created in our city. As always, more guns. Equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You will listen to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill.